Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 78 for May 3rd, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Was that I that just extra I just kind of shimmied in my seat a little bit. Is that okay? <laughs> you did a little Jimmy shimmy. All right. I did a Jimmy shimmy. <laughs> Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. What, uh, what's on the old benchy bench? What are we working on? Let's look at, uh, Billiam Lutz. What are you working on, Bill? I am working on a not failed solid body fretted three string guitar. I'm in the process. I've been posting pictures on, uh, Instagram. And, uh, as you guys can see, this is just, I'm loving this thing. And what's cool about this is Casey came out. Because I took this as um, I took my my end table apart, right? I had two bookmatch end tables, mm-hmm. so I used one of them to make this. Casey likes it so much. I'm going to make a right-handed version for her because she wants Ooh. one. Oh, cool! How cool is that? We're going to have matching guitars. Except she could play. She could play, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like ZZ Top, one of you can play. Yeah, ooh, is that a little <laughs> industry awesome. uh, ooh, jabbing it. there? No, I'm just... just which one I of you will be Millie I... and which one is the Vanilli? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's Vanilli, Billy, the Billy, the Billy, yeah. right? Is that a copper pickguard? It is. It is the uh, same copper that I made your Reclaimed Audio lights with. Yep. Yeah, I kind of figured. That's awesome. I still have some. So I was going to do something else. And I thought, hey, I have this copper and it will go with the theme because it's redwood. So when I, when I uh, stain this, it'll be kind of rosy in the copper and and the, and the, uh, I did buy some um, um, tuner pegs because I haven't gotten any from you yet, but they're rose colored. It will, (laughs) it will match. Was that like a guilt trip uh, prod a little bit? Well, any of those I, I assume they're on their way. Ago. I just I don't want to rush anybody. I, I'd rather you know. I I haven't even gotten a chance to like sort through that stuff yet. But I you know I mean just send me a shopping list and I'll drop okay. everything. Yeah, Tim, I want Bill's right waiting. and left-handed. I want right and left-handed tuners of multiple colors and finishes. Well, you. Uh, the ones that I have, I know but, uh, they go through the side. They're different. Okay. They're not well, the good, L- they I know. You, um, okay, I'll send you a bunch of. <laughs> you figure it out, Did you, Tim. By the way, you just got hardcore bullied. I know, I know. Nice guy. It, wasn't you it just guys, like five minutes ago that that Bill was saying before we hit record? He's like, "It's funny that I'm the nicest one of the three of us." <laughs> that is pretty darn funny, isn't it? You I'm know, the nicest look. people are the ones who say that they're the nicest. Yeah, that's yeah. the rule. Look at me, I'm the nicest. Right. Exactly. <laughs> See, I kind of am, and uh-huh. I'm cute. What are you working on, Phil? I am working on, uh, well, I just finished up the Lego table last night that I was making for my awesome. kids. The, the last oh, thing to do, cool. thank you. The last thing to do is to cut out the recesses for the bins that we bought. They'll sort of sit, and just a lip will protrude, but then you can put all the Lego pieces in them. So I got four, and then I'm going to hot glue on the, you know, the base plates. 
and then it's like it came out bigger than we thought it was going to come out and uh and my wife goes it's really big and i'm like that's usually a compliment, but she didn't mean it that way this time. And uh, I was going to say, Tim, you and I both got about five comments we could have made right there. I'm just letting Phil dig his own grave. It's well, it's a Lego. Yeah, it's like first time he's ever heard that about this Lego table. Yeah, because only my wife has seen it. <laughs> but uh, but then then my mother in law came over and saw it, and she she thought it was fantastic. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> It's the oh, so first time I've ever not. seen you at a loss of words, Bill. But uh, no, it's uh, it's uh. coming out. It came out terrific. Um, I think the kids are going to have a blast with it, and uh, they'll wake <laughs> up tomorrow morning. I'll put it in the basement. I'm still and, on uh, the analogy. <laughs> what analogy? I'm not, I'm not feeling what you're putting down. What are, what are we talking about? Oh, oh my goodness. How about Tim? What are you making? <laughs> I'll post pictures late tonight when I'm done with it. <laughs> What's so funny about a Lego table? You guys are ridiculous. I don't even understand. That was really well delivered. Young, yeah. You gotta make me follow that. (laughs) Yeah. What are you working on? Uh, Must be a humdinger. (laughs) Jesus. What are you working on? It must be a humdinger. And can you even hold it with one or two hands? Uh, I am working on something that is so huge. So ginormous. <laughs> it's a big league. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not doing anything. Whatever. Well that was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Climactic. Um, Climactic. Uh what I'm working on, I, I mean I'm working on a dining table and it's you know, whatever. I'm making a video about it though. Uh I made the the, the base out of a bed frame for, for Bill. And uh, you know, blah blah wolf. I made a lunch box. Out of wood for uh, Elm City Dave, he whose name shall not be mentioned on our podcast. Oh, not that's for, the other one, right? Not for Paul Jack. Oh, whoa! Oh, I ruined it. Way to <laughs> not do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> but um, because uh, because you know, Dave's always like helping me out with with bikes that I don't need, but also bikes for my son and stuff. And he's just like a good guy, you know. So uh, we actually went to uh, Duresta's shop last week because uh, Jimmy is you know moving and. Um, he had contacted Dave saying like, Hey, I have tons of stuff. If you wanted like help, it would be helping me. If you come, came to a lot of it was like sheet goods and, and whatnot, like some sheet steel and you know, cause you save those, you have a, you buy a four by eight and you have three feet left over and you, of course you save it. And, and Jimmy's been there for a dozen years. So he's got lots of that type of stuff that he's just like, Hey, you want to come fill your truck up? Go ahead. So Dave and I went down, we had a good time and, and, um, that's awesome. Did you, uh, yeah. did you see the shout that you got from Jimmy on his latest, uh, vlog? Oh yeah, yes I did. I just saw that uh, uh, last night. I think uh, yeah, me and me and Dave yeah. showing up there. It's a good thing that you did see it because otherwise uh, Bill would have been tossing you under the bus again. Did you see now, that? Did now, he shout you? now, uh, we shan't yes, have any I of this did. nonsense. Uh-huh. <laughs> you sandbagger, you. Uh. Yeah, we well, that Jimmy was on his way out. We only saw him for like two minutes, and then we were just like basically just trash picking while he was gone. So that was like the only two minutes we got to see him. But um. But then we got to spend, you know, Dave and I got to spend six quality hours in the car with New York City traffic. So that was fantastic. Can't beat uh, it. It's just one of those days, you know. Some some days you can kind of get in and out, but it's just one of those days. Um, yeah. So th- then I did a I did one of my talks at the library. That was fun. I'm done with that round. Now I've got another round coming up next month, and I have some some more interesting and exciting stuff coming up soon that I'm starting to gear up for, but I can't really talk about it yet. So I I, I got to say about you and Jimmy's vlog. Um, two things that I loved about it the most. One was that he quoted you 
on camera where you went, yeah, Jimmy, two and a half hours in traffic so I can get rid of your trash. That was cool. <laughs> but the other thing was in his vlog, he was he had this music going on and he picked up a guitar and then these chickens started running. And I don't know why, but I laughed for like 20 minutes. Oh, I loved that because it was like the chicks were running to the guitar players, how I took it. Yeah. Like, a, like an old Beatles like, clip from like 63, you know? Oh, I, I was thought because he was playing so badly that they were trying to get away. But, oh, but oh, they're running crap, too. Dude. Are we recording? I didn't say Jimmy plays like crap, did I? You sure did. And that's definitely oh, staying no. in. <laughs> that's that yeah, we only right, ended up my mistakes. That. Yeah. Yeah. So no, anyways, it was moving funny. on. It was super funny. <laughs> you know, I, Hi I guys. <laughs> I did love that. That made me laugh out loud when he was like he starts playing the guitar like smoke on the water or whatever, and all the chicks yeah. the chicks start running. <laughs> that's a pretty clever reference. Um, right. Okay. Dang. Yeah. So, so we that, that was pretty quick, right? We uh, we got through it working on probably in record time. That Bill, why don't us, you just throw no. a sandbag down and uh, see if you can stop this flow of information? <laughs> well, okay. Well, there's something I need to know from both of you. What's that? What's this rumor I hear about? Um, never mind. Forget it. No, I don't even want to talk to you guys about it right now because if it's not true, you'll accuse me of being um, a terrible person. And if it is true. Then I'll get my hopes up for Come no on, reason. Bill. That's not why we're going to accuse you of being a terrible person. What is it? Go ahead. Mm. It's a safe a place. Well, I, was just, I just, I heard somewhere that you guys might give me a raise. We'd have to pay you to give you a raise. Well, that was the raise, is I'd actually get paid. Instead of me paying you, I'd stop paying. That was my first raise. And now I'm getting my performance bonus. Oh, I don't remember enacting that raise in the first place. <laughs> you still owe us 20 bucks an episode. Hey, wait, I have a sandbag to throw down. Here we go. <laughs> I did. What, what do you got? Um, our, our friends, Bug Tech. Oh, yeah. Marcus Hoffman. Do this. Yes. Uh, but I don't have all the information. We'll have to get the information to put in the liner notes. But Bug Tech. Uh, our friend Marcus Hoffman, he was actually on the podcast about 50 episodes ago when he stayed at your house, Bill, uh, is doing a, uh, he Who? makes gear. <laughs> Marcus Hoffman. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> uh, he, he makes gear shifters uh, for VWs. Like, um, that's kind of, you know, his, his main thing. But so he thought it'd be fun to do a, a gear shift knob contest, like a, you know, video contest. And he's got some prizes and stuff. Um, but he wants to make it a reclaimed gear shift knob contest so he's just launching that this week and uh he asked us to sort of mention it and uh well, here and i can read out the thing if you want that would be awesome well actually it helped him out because that was terrible just so you yeah know. okay let's just uh anyways it's called the bug Thanks, tech Bill. yeah sure. <laughs> terrific with the sandbagging tape shovel and empty bags and sand um it's called the bug tech 2017 shift knob challenge so I'll just read out his copy. Um, it's we at Bug Tech. We at Bug Tech love shift knobs. That's why we want to challenge you to make a shift knob. For a <laughs> Pick me. How, no. how big was the shift knob that you made for your mother-in-law? Again? Just, just, just put your hand down. Okay, we're talking about manual shifters. Here. Okay. All right, go on with your knob. It's not my knob. It's Marcus's knobs that we're talking about. <laughs> And potentially, and, and potentially the knob of every uh, participant in this contest. Yes, many knobs. There's going to be a lot of them, hopefully, if this is a successful knob challenge. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to get back to reading about the knobs. Okay. Well, wait a minute. If you have never made a knob before, would you be a noob making a knob? 
I was thinking you'd that be too. a knob noob, yes, knob noob, obviously. Yeah. Any knob. And if you and if you wanted it to be nice and shiny, what would you do, Phil? Well, obviously, you'd polish it. <laughs> okay, so you the knob noob would be polishing his knob. Yeah, sounds about it. right. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, there, let's is see. Is there here. an age limit? Well, I think uh. you've got to be a little bit older than you at this point. <laughs> I think it's not so much age, maybe a little bit of maturity. You've got to be pretty mature to handle a knob. So uh, we at Bug Tech love shift knobs. That's why we want to challenge you to make a shift knob for a car. The only two rules are you have to make it yourself and have to make it with reclaimed materials. To prove that you made it, we challenge you as well to make a video or picture documentation of it, meaning like social media, um, you know, like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Once you're done, send us your details and a link to a picture folder or a YouTube video here, and I'll put the link in the uh, in the uh, in the liner notes, notes, as Tim calls it, the show notes. Uh, please feel free to share your process slash yeah, results at our Facebook that. page. <laughs> So you've got the uh, race shifter uh, that's part of the Facebook thing. It's got a Facebook page for it, so we'll link to that as well. Hmm. And here's the best part. All entries will have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card uh, for your first prize, $50 for second, and $25 for third. The deadline for all entries is July 31st, 2017, midnight. He says CET, which is, uh, I think, German time, but uh, maybe we'll just make it Old Americano Eastern time. Yeah, just be done um, by the 30th. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> just, just to be easier. safe. God only knows what CET is. <laughs> I <have no> um, <laughs> all entries will be shared in a photo album on our Facebook page, and the one with the most likes after three days wins. This will happen uh, a couple of days after the deadline. Check out our good friends, oh, that's us, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, who will spread the word and talk about incoming entries over the next two months. This is going to be a pretty long knob campaign. We're going to be talking about knobs for a while because there's going to be so many I'm knobs coming in. Right. And so many challenges to the knobs. Um, Bill, Phil, and Tim inspired us to make this a reclaim challenge to show that you, what you can do with uh, great stuff without using new material. Anyways, it sounds terrific. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure each one of us is going to enter our knob into this challenge. So, Oh, I can't wait uh, to show off my knob. Even my old knob, I'm going to do something with something. You got to do I something got... to make it new. You got to dress it up. Well, I'm going to polish it for sure. I mean, yeah. that's already there. I, in it fact, it's definitely I even reclaimed. Got the, uh, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's more than reclaimed. Re- upcycled, recycled, then cycled. Rustic. Rusty. So here, let's, let's, let's recap. Marcus Hoffman is very generously having a contest to make a shifter knob for any car. The only thing is you got to document it, and it's got to be made out of reclaimed materials. And he is, again, generously going to be a first, second, and third place prize of $100, $50, and $25 Amazon gift card. So it can be worldwide. Anybody on the planet, the millions of people listening right now, can enter this contest. And I expect... Full participation by everybody. So let's help uh, say thanks to Marcus. He is a good guy, and um, we, we love him very much. And I feel so much better now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of caveats. I'm gonna make a couple of assumptions here. First of all, um, don't assume that this is a lathe only project. You Word. don't need to turn a shifter knob. You can Word. make them square. You can make them triangular. They they don't have to be. You know, this doesn't have to be a lathe project. And the second one, which I was concerned about at first, and then I thought it was ridiculous, don't worry about the threaded insert to be able to actually thread it on to a real shifter. I'm sure Marx is just assuming a shifter-type shape. 
You don't have to be able to actually screw it onto a shifter. Well, I, th- yeah, I mean, because I can't. Can the whole I, I don't have a car. Oh, oh wait a minute, Casey's Jeep. I can actually make a. I can make a knob for Casey that will actually work. You should probably pull the transmission <laughs> out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one of all. I just broke the fourth wall, but uh, a knob for Casey that works. Uh, she yeah. deserves it. <laughs> all these years. It's poor woman. <laughs> oh, and that's the winner. Okay. okay. We had a sleeper hit on our hands there. I think we're officially... <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, that's the sign of the horse that's been well beaten? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that's dead now. Sign. You know what? Actually, that between us, yeah. there's my. I'm gonna do a ship knob like that. That How's would be that super cool? cool. That would be cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I already now, won. Now that we're you behind know. schedule, like we should be. Okay, now <laughs> we're finally on pace. Good. What the hell are we? What are we talking about? Or are we done? I feel tired. Well, like we've been talking for here. hours. 18 minutes in. That's it, guys. Thanks for this week's. Ep- no, just kidding. So this week's topic and uh, is. Is called. Uh, this is another listener one, so I'm going to let Bill introduce it. But the uh, well, I'm just just go ahead. You run with it. Tell us about well, the whole topic. Let me. I'll find the email. Um, but this is awesome. This is really a really a good uh, show topic. Um, Are you vamping? I'm right calling now it. I'm calling it consumption versus production. And not only not only did he give us the topic, but he gave us a bunch of different ways of looking at it. And I'm going to just leave that open. I mean. Because I can think of one right now off the top of my head. I am actually producing more now and consuming less of videos and television and podcasts because I'm actually busier while well, at work and in my garage. You know oh, what I mean? So that's, What's the topic? That, that's it. Consumption versus production. I mean, well, elaborate you know, how a about bit. consumption of food and energy resources rather than producing your own food, expending energy and creating resources, consumption of media, podcasts, YouTube, internet content versus production of your own content and your own projects, um, consumption of cheap tchotchke trinkets rather than making things for your own use. Mm. So, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of ways you can look at that and let's Definitely. discuss some of them. Let's, let's attack this thing. Well, I mean, I think production or consumption, I think it, it depends on what it is that you're trying to produce, right? So, for example, when we had uh, my best friend Mark on a couple weeks back, we, you know, he can either produce for, why are you laughing? It's true. Um, Sorry. <laughs> was that allowed? <laughs> yeah, that was allowed. I saw that. Anyways, uh, you know, what he produces is content, right? So, for him to be making furniture and not filming it is like consumption for him. It would be like the opposite of normal people. You know, like it's uh, the, the content whoa, 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 is... Whoa, 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 is, I, I, Am I not... So if, he, if he's actually producing something, he's consuming it? Well, he's not... His livelihood or let's say his passion is the content creation, right? So in that case, the content is the production. It's a question of definition a little bit. Wow, so you already got to start off on a, a deep thinking thing. Well, it is Monday. It is Monday. I mean, it's Wednesday, Wednesday. guys. I mean, it's Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Oh, Time crazy warp. Wednesday. It's been what a week. What a Whew. week. Free sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's that's it. That's one perspective, I guess, is the exception. But the rule, of course, is you're right. Like, uh, you know... For my own uh, silly example, I have the hardest time 
making YouTube videos when I'm trying to get stuff out for Etsy or for like my kids or whatever it is. Although in this case, I could have combined video making with this Lego table. I just didn't. I wanted to get done with it as quickly as possible. And that I think is one of the biggest problems. If you creating content of the stuff you're producing takes twice as long. Just for me anyway. I'm sure Tim. Oh, like, you, it, you, yeah, you it does. It Absolutely. No, it's, it does not happen quick. <laughs> no, no, for nobody. It's not is. possible. Yeah. If you're by yourself, Pachuto may have it down now with having a, an actual cameraman helping him out. But even that, you're still just making something and then making something for you're, visual. Well, you're making two things at the same time. Because you're exactly, you know, and, and there are people like, like Dave Pachuto, for instance, who their the video is a bigger part of what they're making at the time than the product. For me, the product I'm making is still a bigger part. Uh, you know, right. rather than the mm-hmm. video. So, so the video gets pushed to the wayside. Like that's, that's like a byproduct almost, you know, but I want to include it. So that's, you know, I, I just, I can't put the time and energy into the lighting and the cameras and stuff right now. You know, I have to produce the, mm-hmm. the stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think anybody could do two things at once as fast as one thing at once. Right. It's just the laws of physics. Hmm. Certainly some kind of a law. Well, I don't yeah. know. You got Bill there petting his belly and Patting his head and, and chewing and gum, I think. Chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have gum, but I was doing symbols. two things at once fairly quickly. Yeah. Yep. But you there remember you uh, no. remember the old Norm Abrams videos where he would make make it off camera first and then make it on camera with you? So we're we're doing it a little bit differently. Or I think most of us are anyway, in that we're sort of making the object maybe for the first time on camera. Mm. So that adds another level of complexity because as I'm sure Norm was making it or the producers were watching him make it at every step. Okay, we'll put the camera here so we could show this. We'll put the camera there. So they're yep. kind of doing like a Planning. rehearsal. Yeah, and they would let them storyboard it and do all that stuff. And if, again, I'll speak for myself. As I'm making the thing, I'm thinking, okay, I'm making this part. Now let me see where I can put the camera. So maybe not double, but even triple the amount of time it would normally take. Because you've got to think about where you're going to you... put that person who's watching. Mm-hmm. It, it depends upon how you make, too, because I'm, I am I can speak for myself that when I make things, it's very evolutionary. It changes. I have an idea in my head, but as I'm building it, it will decide to become something else. And, it does, you know, it may kind of be close to what it started off as, but... That makes it even harder when you're filming because it's like, okay, I got a storyboard in my mind, how I can actually film it. So you even try and think ahead a little bit and then you change something on yourself and now you've got to, okay, well now I got to refilm this or I got to actually take footage of this. Sometimes I'll forget, I'll get into making and it's like, okay, how do I go back now and and actually film some of that so people can see how it went from this square thing to a round thing, you know, it's just right. Well, you could mm. do the cop-out thing and be like, oh, I filmed that, but I lost all the footage. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we seen that? Yeah. Oh, the camera battery died on me. Yeah. No, it's more like I was falling behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, TikTok. Yeah, well, that is a, you know, because you are building two things and, and sometimes like you have a storyboard in your head and as you're building it, like you realize that one of the things you mapped out isn't going to work. And so that changes your whole storyboard. And a lot of times, you know, when I make when I make a video of something I've built, I'm not covering i try to cover every step in some capacity even if obviously i'm not going to spend three minutes on sanding but i try to show three seconds of sanding like yes there was that you know oh no i i got five ten minutes of sanding every video i love motion (laughs) i love sanding you know what people hate sanding and i like it it's not that i hate it it's just it's not a good 
content to watch is boring. Like you don't see well, a transformation. But I mean, that, don't film. you hear everybody always complaining about sanding though? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. oh, I, I, just, I hate sanding. I actually like it because, especially if you're a reclaimer, because you when sanding brings out what you know is behind all that chunky, nasty, cruddy, rusted, old faded out wood and all of a sudden you, you get done sanding here's this beautiful piece of wood that you knew was underneath all of that age and crustiness you know I, I don't know or, or, or you mm. actually design that mm-hmm. like the, the rustic yeah. part of it where you don't take it all away but it's a little teary yeah I think oh, it also depends on. on your sander yeah. I have like this cheap $15 no name brand from like Home Depot that was on sale for half price so the thing vibrates, and by the time I'm finished sanding for 10 minutes, my hand is numb. You're novice. <laughs> no, my hand. My hand is numb. Oh, you're, I thought you were on the knob stuff. I'm sorry. You know, I think this podcast is becoming a knob challenge. <laughs> you, should, you should buy one of, those, uh, one of those Festools uh, that on I, I'm, sale. A, I'm afraid to use. I'm still not using it. Today, I just sat it down a whole dining table. I never even like use it. What is wrong with you? Use it, Phil. I'm do you want? Do you want? Do you <laughs> want? Do you want a tip? You want a tip for your sanding and it'll help you? I promise you. I'm Just listening. a tip, always. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. I'm going to show you too. Come on, Tim. Sorry, you started. I didn't start anything. Um, Bill's walking away again. He doesn't understand how audio him. works. We offended him. Right That's here. what happened. Oh, on your palm sander. You know this piece that sticks out on the back yeah. where the vacuum hose goes. Yeah. Epoxy that to the sander so That's it cannot idea. come off. Yeah. And this is where I hold my sander when I'm sanding. I hold it like this. So I got the vacuum hose stuck on there yeah. and I hold it like this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, a lot of that vibration is gone. I do that and This too, doesn't yeah. fall apart. This is epoxyed on there. It can't come apart. And this is just That's a cheap craftsman. That's interesting. So this is how I use my sander. and it Because ch- all the weight now is, is pushing down and I'm just kind of guiding it as opposed to when you hold it on top, you're pushing down, your wrist gets sore. I'm yeah. telling you, I use it like That's this all tip. the time. It is, yeah. Hold, by the, hold it by the... That'd be a huge upgrade for me. Well, that's the you one could I actually, had the, the you dye. Could, you could actually put road. like one of them car buffer things on here. This should help you polish your knob like you've never polished it before. I'll have to make it first, but you're probably right about that. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saving the fest tool for. Is like I just I just did the sanding and now I'm going to <laughs> polish. Well, it it's appropriate the... too because Marcus is from Germany. Is that where fest tools are made? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. you I thought should they were British polish your first, knob with a German, German polisher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Wunderbar. So, yeah, that's so, terrific. Uh, but by the same token, then, if you're only ever producing and you're not consuming, then you're not ever recharging the batteries and getting inspired. I mean, like, even, for example, this uh, this Lego table that I built, actually, this incorporates two little points here. One was I got the inspiration from Pinterest, or my wife did and sent me a picture and said, make this. <laughs> but to, to Bill's point before, when I make, it is organic and it does flow. And a lot of the time it's based on the material that I have on hand. Because I got like this uh, – I, I think I told you guys about this sheet of plywood or like two-thirds of the sheet of plywood that I got from the scrap mm-hmm. bin for like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that was the top. And then I used some reclaimed two-by-fours and I made a rabbit. So that's like sort of a, a, a little channel that would go all the way around the table. So then I could, you know, uh, it would hide up the edge grain and add some girth to it. And is it uh, a square? It's square table, right? It's a rectangle. If it was round, would you call it a squirrel? No, I no, I'm pretty sure I'd still call it a table. No, a rabbit. 
Squirrel? Just, rabbit? Just say ha ha and keep telling your story. <laughs> Bill, where do you come up with them? <laughs> you are you're in the wrong line this of work, guy, my friend. This guy. This guy, you are outrageous. <laughs> outrageous, sir. <laughs> I don't need lots of attention every day, honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a full-time job. So, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so initially it was a very like traditional table that my wife had sent me. I was like, nah, this whole thing got changed, and the legs just became like these uh, plywood L's. And my whole point is that, you know, when you work with Reclaimed, and a lot of what, apart from the plywood, everything else that I worked with was Reclaimed, you know, the material a lot of time dictates it, and you got to mm. be able to sort of flow with it and change your plans based on what you have on hand. and. And that's how I tend to build. That's what I love about it too. You know, those limitations. Yeah. Which being... is sort of the, 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 you know, to bring up Mark again, when he talked about the fact that he doesn't work with reclaim very often, it's because for him, he was looking for new stock because he needs that material and he needs to be able to take that five quarter to turn it down into four quarter. But like, I don't think that way, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, as we mentioned on that episode, our coming up was not in the traditional fine woodworking. We've never even really worked with five quarter stock before. At least I haven't anyway. Everything I've ever worked with has been thinner. And if I need it thicker, I'd laminate and glue up and to make thicker. So that's not even a consideration for me. And the material really dictates sort of how creative I have to be with it in order for it to be what I envisioned in my head, or at least 85% of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know that I've I've said it a million times before about the art teacher I had in high school that gave us the the still life to paint. She said you can only use black, white, black, and one, white other and one other color. Right. Same. It's and and you know it is it was a a switch that flipped in my head at a young age and very good. Bill, it's looking he's looking smug for those who can't see him. <laughs> but uh, and it is that is what attracts me to this style of making versus. I mean, there is part of me that. I would love to do the type of work that your buddy Mark does, um, yeah. and uh, and and to be able to be like a really good fine carpenter. But then there's the other part of me that I don't know if I would know where to begin if I had a clean palette and unlimited resources. I just I don't know if I'd know where to start. You know, you start at the beginning, make yeah. a uh, you know you, what's it called a shaker style table, and you know you'd work yep. your way up the way everybody else does. Yeah, yeah, I guess you know. Um, but I wanted to, to get or back to be like Matt Cremona and make a secretary the size of a Buick um, yeah. when you're only 12. And then from wood, you, you know, milled chop yourself down the tree when you were 10. And, yeah, everything <laughs> with, with like a butter knife. Yeah. Guy's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it's anyway. a, it's a you neat, the easy way. Like he did. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, you know, start from <laughs> scratch. Take the easy way out. Yeah. Exactly. Or you could, what you know, I, I remember watching this video of the secretary and, He's he's almost done. He's at the top now, and he's trying to piece this thing together. And he's talking about wood movement, and what are some ways that he can solve this problem? I'm looking at this thing, going, "Are you kidding me right now? I would be putting so much glue and epoxy and nails in this thing to keep it. If that's a problem, I'll stop it from moving. By golly, I will. I know how to do that. Here, you you drill a hole. You put the threaded rod through here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you keep tightening until something cracks, then you stop. That's how you know it worked. Yeah. Um, well, there's an example, though. Sorry, Tim. Go ahead. Well, I want to go into production or consumption back to our topic. Uh, because well, that's what I was going to do. I was going to say that's an example of where I was consuming a lot of content okay. and I wasn't making any. That That's back when I first discovered you and Dave and Bob and Jimmy and all these guys. And Cremona was up on that list. Um, uh, as well, you know, of course, you know, my best friend Spags. Hmm. Um 
But I mean, seriously, that back then it was so much easier to find that inspiration from a lot of consumption. That's that and building Casey Salon is what really started the production for me. I was making no content. I was just using it for references and, and Izzy and all you guys were just giving me all this inspiration. So I was consuming way more than I was producing, but it seems weird because I produced more during that time physically than I do now by a long shot. Is that because of the salon or other projects? Um, I think it's because now I'm actually, now I'm producing content as well. Slowing you down. Right. It's it, Yeah. Yeah. What about the sort of the other parts of the topic uh, that were brought up in the email? Things, I don't know, kind of like homesteading, I well, feel that, like. I, I wanted to sort of drift away from the video making part of it because um, that's not necessarily something that relates to everyone. Uh, but I, the library talk I just did uh, a few days ago, one of the things I sort of started with was this concept of, you know, I mean, we're all reclaimers, upcyclers, you know, we're trying to keep stuff out of the landfill. But if you think about it, like every living creature on the planet, every living thing, not just creatures, but trees and everything, they all consume, right? That's, you know, they consume in order to produce. It's just how the laws of physics work, like, you know. So the the, the thing is, is that humans are consuming more than they're producing, it seems to be. Um, and that's, I think, what we're we're battling. So that's... It's almost, it's almost like you're not towing the line as human beings. Uh, you know, every every other thing is a balance. It's, it's yeah. They and take we, in, but they give back enough. You right. know, and our, it's like and human beings are the only thing on the planet. Our technology has sort of lifted us out of that natural cycle of things. That's just the way right. the Earth works. And it's like George Carlin said: like everybody's saying, save the Earth. Well, the Earth's going to be just fine. It's it's us that we have to worry about because we're not fitting right. into that that balance, and we're we're producing way more, or we're I'm sorry, we're consuming more than we're producing, and we're leaving this. We're disrupting the flow. So that's w another thing that attracts me to this line of, of making and working is while I understand that, that the, the reclaimed dining table going into the rich lady's house isn't going to actually really offset <laughs> my carbon footprint. It's all the other things I do that I actually get excited about um, that, you know, of like these little steps that I do that I try to encourage other people to do as well of like just like not throwing as much stuff away. You know, it's well, like that simple. I, one it's the of the message. things he has in his yeah. one of the things he has in his email that I think everybody can do, and we've talked about it before, is in our you know easy ideas for Christmas gifts and blah 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 blah, is the consumption of cheap tchotchke trinkets rather than making things for your own use. So mm -hmm. in other words, instead of buying going out and buying a Monopoly game at Target, you know, make a country dice game or something. I mean, that's well, a good that, example. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, I'm just saying you don't have to make videos, but if we can inspire people who do watch our content to actually start making things, you know, whether, even if it's not at a reclaimed, if you make it, like Ben says, if you make it from products that you can get locally sourced, it's going to last longer than Ikea. It's going to, you know, mm -hmm. it's just better all the way around. So well, that's exactly that, that whole just buying cheap because it became so easy to buy right. cheap. It's like, ah, well, Hey, this toaster is better than the toaster I have. It's $10. Why not? I have $10. And so then you throw out your old toaster and you have this new toaster. And then that one, hey, this toaster is better than that one I bought two years ago. That's the cycle where it used to be you bought a toaster. It was like a commitment, you know, and that was like the toaster you're going to give to your daughter on her wedding day, you know. It's like and now it's that whole cycle. But then the other thing is like, you know, and, and you know. I'm guilty of some of that and I have a family and we have toys in the house and stuff and, and we, and I really try hard to combat it. But like Vance and I went for a bike ride today and uh, there's a little stream we go, we ride down to. 
and we spent a half hour, maybe only 20 minutes, but throwing leaves into the water and having boat races. Like, and he is, he's seven now. And he, he was, we had a blast. He had just as much fun doing that as he would have been playing his ex, whatever, you know, or his I, whatever. Like, it was a good time. And there was, I guess I was actually making, changing the the footprint of the landscape by putting those leaves in the water, but the rainstorm will wash those downstream. They'll be okay. You know, it's, it's just like these little things. It's like, we're not actually consuming anything to entertain ourselves. Kids, kids did that for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That was what they did. And, and kids still can do that. We, they don't need another thing made out of 3D printed plastic. <laughs> you know. Although those little plastic army men that I had as a kid, I can spend like six hours sitting on the lawn playing with these little green plastic army men. I mean, maybe. Some. Well, you know, we have we have some firemen men. I didn't want to get ones with guns. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, they made a kit. Yeah. It was like, it was like, you know, and, uh, yeah. And they're, they're a blast. That's, you know, one of those things. And so sure. I, we have that stuff, but sometimes like, cause of the way society set up is like, we're, it's designed to make us want more of that stuff to continue, to continue to consume. Like, Oh, well, I have to have this next thing. I, you know, my phone is six months old now. I need the next one or I need the next one. And, uh, and sometimes just throwing sticks in a stream is uh, a great way to remind you that no, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I throw you under the bus enough, Tim. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you it's out. It's an old bus, for a right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a reclaimed bus. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, I reclaimed um, the bus. <laughs> but sometimes you even you even do a little less consuming, and you make a little bit more production when you don't want to. And I love the uh, post about doggone it. Now I got to make a fidget spinner for my niece or whatever it is. Oh well, so that was that was uh, that was in the private group. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> oh, I um, hope she well, doesn't listen. Yeah, my my wife, uh, my wife Probably asked me not. to because I'm always saying like I don't want to make fidget spinners, but my wife asked me because she actually said she wanted one. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can do that because uh, you know I'm not going to make a video about it because there's enough of those. But um, but uh, yeah, that's the um, yeah. it's still uh, the idea though. It's 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 creating something instead of you know instead of going to the the, the five below down the street and right. buying some piece of crap, you know. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by Five Below. <laughs> <laughs> and their new line of fidget spinners. Is. There's a lot of dollar stores in my area. It's though, a $5 though. store is what it is. Yeah, so. isn't that funny how that sort of started out like in the 90s? There were dollar stores and everything in Not there was a dollar below. And then eventually things were $2 in there. So people yeah. started complaining. So they named them the $2 or below. And now you got $5 or below. Yeah. That's called inflation. Yeah, and it's also it's also just another reminder that the direction that things are going. It's a, it's a store full of stuff that you do not need that you will be throwing away in less than a year that's made of something that will not biodegrade. That's what that store is. Yeah, it's also right, yeah, I'm climb but off sometimes my there's stuff that yeah. you can it's use also, to make some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, there's also <laughs> access to cheap cleaning supplies and sometimes food that they sell in there that's that is cheaper true. than supermarket. That is true. But you know what? I was going to bring that up, though. The food thing is actually – you talk about mm. consuming more than you're producing. I am experiencing uh, – um, now, I, 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 saw, I just saw something recently. So way back in the day when you're actually – you had the chickens and you, you slaughtered the pig and you made the bread, all of these things, you had to do it, eat it. It was good for you because it was made right there. Here comes preservatives. Now we got box food, canned food, and McDonald's. And I'm telling you, man, when I quit smoking, Casey allowed me to go crazy on eat whatever I want for lunch. So for years of her making me stay away from fast food, 
I've got I've got 30 pounds on me right now I'm trying to lose of just a few months of going insane about that. And I guess there was a movie about that too, the Supersize Me. Size Me. Yeah. yeah. There's but, been a but few I mean, movies about that. <laughs> but but that's that's the thing though. It's just like, you know, there's an example of it's cheaper and easier. You can feed 12 kids with 12 bucks. You go to Taco Bell. I mean, how do you combat that? You know, when you're when you're on a budget and everything and you've got you know, when you want to eat healthy, you want to buy the good stuff. It's going to cost you. It ain't. It ain't cheap. The way you, you know, change that everybody... on a societal level is by making uh, your government understand that it's a priority, and they start subsidizing the good food and stop giving tax incentives to the bad food. Yeah, that's no. and that's a whole other podcast. From I that mean, ain't going to happen. How about if we just try and get everybody to maybe grow one carrot? <laughs> not everybody has access to that but you know what I mean because there are subsidies for reference? certain industries corn is heavily subsidized so subsidized that they're, they had to figure out things to do with corn because there's just no way that people are going to eat as is so that's where you get high fructose corn syrup it's where you get ethanol it's where you get all these hmm. they turn corn into a cash crop you're right it's a different podcast yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? other is. than popcorn I think corn is horrible although I do love my green giant niblets I can't help yeah, it yeah I love these niblets I like corn chips and, you know. Corn stew, corn, corn burgers. fritters. Corn fries. We've got Bubba Gump Shrimp corn Corporation gumbo. over here. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a movie reference all that, three of us understood? I, yeah. I think, yeah. You know what? Hey. Maybe that's the title of this, this. Why don't we call it Bubba Gump and the Mass Consumption? You didn't want to you say want to versus the name of the- or something. Yeah, yeah wanna- Bubba Gump and Mass Production. That'll look neat on the, the title. Totally, we Mass should definitely talk about that after the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally talk about that we, later. We should schedule a meeting to have a meeting about that, you know? We're going to form a Blue Ribbon Committee, and they're going to talk about you know, ways and means that we could have a If there was ever a podcast, a if there was ever a podcast that proved that we actually have no meetings whatsoever or think about what we're going to talk about <laughs> until we start recording, this would be the one. Yeah. Ironically, this is our most planned episode to date. Yeah, it kind of um, is, actually. <laughs> no, that's okay. We've had some good planned ones. This one's yeah. a good unplanned one. Moderately. That's what I'm saying. Moderately, moderately okay. planned. Mediumly okay. Yeah, we moderately. knew that we were going to meet and talk about something, and we knew that we were going to talk about Bug Tech's knob challenge. <laughs> we we definitely covered that one. So Yeah, there's... There's the shifter knob challenge is covered, I, 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 and we've got two months more of it. So it's let's well not covered. Waste I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah, let's not waste it. You know what I'm saying with that, Tim? I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down, buddy. All right, okay. <laughs> That's kind of gross. That's kind of gross. That isn't that a That's problem a different, in the inner different city? German thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What? We're talking about shifters, now not we're schnitzels. All laughing at our own thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, Where are we? Right. Forty-four minutes in. I think we can move on. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on from the knob. Let's uh, give it the old wrap. Here, here we what? go. How about um, we bring it back to reclaim, like we always do. So, what can we do as reclaimers to increase our production, lessen our consumption, whether that be production of content, production of actual things that we make? We're reclaimers, and go. The answer is always a balance of the two, and I hate to give the cliche answer, but it's the truth. You know, if I only produced, I wouldn't be inspired. If I only, you know, watched videos or, like, consumption this example, I, you know, I I wouldn't have that outlet for, you know, I'd be inspired, but I would do nothing with it. So, I think you need both. 
I'll, I'll Tim, take what it about a, the materials? Well, I'll take it a slightly different angle. I'm just going to say if you consume quality, and I don't care whether we want to go to our food podcast that we're starting next week or if you want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> or our or, sex ed podcast we're starting. <laughs> or our, our non-podcast. If you, if you consume quality, you will – and you know you consume it like responsibly, you will produce quality. And you will produce it responsibly. Like, I mean, it's just like anything. I think we need to be a little more responsible with our consumption and our production. I'll cover the materials that I would say that if, um, and I have heard, we have heard as, as the three of us, uh, more than a few people say, write us in, this is no joke, where they email us and say, hey, man, I'm for the first time found this piece of wood and I'm going to make something out of it as opposed to going to the store. Mm -hmm. So if we can, if we can consume a little bit more of the materials that are already there and use our imaginations to produce something that you would otherwise leave along the side of the road, dude, I think we're kicking some major butt. Right. And I, we get those and it's amazing. I just wanted to add though, like, you know, like talking about your, your best friend, Mark, you know, Mm -hmm. he goes to the store to get the five quarter walnut or whatever. And that's okay too, because he's consuming something, but what he produces with that is worth is going to last forever. It's, it's, he's making things that are worth making. He's not making tchotchke. He's not making junk. He's not making things that are going to get thrown away. So don't feel like you have to be just you know calling the garbage bins that just happens to be us and, and a lot of other people yeah, like us yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't make Actually, stuff to his level so i'm gonna dive into the dumpster and make something and just delay the onset <laughs> you know i try to make it last forever and you know sometimes i'm successful no but you're also the thing is is you don't have to make exclusively one or the other i always go back mm. to your chauffeur concept which is you know just sort of a mix of materials you know I you can it. do yeah. both new and reclaimed you know, even if you use reclaim strictly as a veneer, you know, it goes back to that evolution process where if a lot of us are doing a little bit, it's way more than a few of us doing a lot. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I just pantomimed a lot with my hands for Tim and Bill, but I think great. I got my point across. Look great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Terrific. Huge hands. They're not small by any <laughs> they're, means. They're tremendous hands is what tremendous. they are. Yeah. Tremendous. Really, really great. Asking you know, my speaking friends. of yeah. speaking of huge and um, reclaimed and consuming. And we've already mentioned Paul Jackman, so I just wanted to say I really dug he found that piece of plastic and made an insert. I've got some plastic now I've got to make some zero-clearance inserts out of. Yeah, let's be super careful with that. I'm sure you already know about the shattering, but I want to see how long it lasts for him. Yeah, let's what let Paul the get shards flying before you start it. No, actually, let, let, let's let Bill do it first. No, you like that kind of stuff tends <laughs> you're to talking, you're, No, you're talking to the guy that cut the aluminum light housing on my table saw. I cut um, pl- uh, plexiglass on my table saw all the time. It's all not the, the cutting no, of it. It's, it's, it's using as the... an insert plate. Yeah. It could shatter. It'll hit. get like one How? piece. Repeated impact will cause micro fissures, which can then just crack. Okay, what, but tiny now this, this is just here's Depends my science part. This is this is where you two can learn me. Okay. So if you're talking about it being shattered because the force of the blade is coming around, and when it's when it's coming towards you, it's actually going in a downwards motion. So if anything, it's just going to cause that thing to shatter and go into the inside of the table saw. Yeah, but even implosions, you know, can throw even the tiniest little thing right into your eye. You know what I mean? Like, that's why wearing, you wear. That's why you wear safety glasses. Listen, I'm just saying, be careful. These things, depending I, on the material, have a shattering tendency, and I just don't want you to get hurt and unbeautify that beautiful mug of yours. 
And well, honestly, I've honestly, tried I'm not my too best to unbeautify the mug. But what is he, what are you using? Did he use polycarbonate? Because it depends well, yeah, on what it is. No, he found a piece of acrylic in the dumpster. So that's definitely going to shatter. But I wish him the best of luck. No, it's. I mean, it's if it does, probably there's going to be a piece of wood on top of it that is running through while it shatters. Probably. And it's you know what I mean. It's going to go down here. It's oh, fine. and by He's the way, nobody at home try this. Nobody at home yeah, do honestly. anything we say ever. This is like an exploding. We should have a precursor to our podcast tank. that says the following is just meant for entertainment only, and these yeah. three idiots have no idea what they're talking about. You should get Vance to say that. These three idiots. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, Dad. Does that mean when you say bedtime, you don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Probably. <laughs> That'd be fine. Hey, has the hydraulic channel ever crushed, crushed uh, acrylic? I wonder. I don't know. Well, you think it would melt or it would shatter? Oh, the I pressure. think it depends on how thick it is. If it's uh, thick enough, it, it might like fuse and yeah, it might heat up. Yeah, because when you I see, I would it. think if it was thinner, it would melt. If it was thicker, it would shatter. I'd, I'd be the opposite. Get a press, get some polyacrylic. Yeah, let's get some 10 tons onto some acrylic. You know, I used to work in a shop that had a big old press like that. It's I've big. crushed a few things in my day. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I've worked at a machine shop. Well, a business that had a machine shop, but we didn't have a... Yeah. Nothing like that. I have a... I have a like to play, play with the toys. <laughs> What's that? Nobody let you play with the toys. You say electroplating because I used to, the the same shop that had that big press yeah. was a uh, manufacturing is where I worked on all these big lathes and CNCs and stuff. I didn't know how to use them, but I could fix them. Yeah. And they also did their own nickel plating, and we had a process by which we got all the nickel spent nickel out of that before we got rid of. It. I was for Tim, just so you know, we figured out this process by which we cleaned that before it went down the drain those chemicals it was uh the state had to come in and inspect all the time and everything it's pretty cool yeah sequestration we, so you polished your nickel a... <laughs> no. you cleaned your nickel what happened i can't believe i'm the i'm the one that's not pushing the, the envelope this time <laughs> yeah tim come way on, to go sway on. uh what are and we watching way, let's move on quickly here we go what are we watching bill what are you I'm, watching i'm i'm watching my tony rouleau fidget spinner no what i'm watching you guys don't be jealous either. That's cool. Um, it's hard for me not uh, to be jealous of you, but please go on. <laughs> so what I'm watching, this is exciting. Um, I saw today popped up on my, my little news feed on my phone while I was at work. Mr. Uh, Jimmy Diresta announced that Taylor Forrest now has her own channel with her first video. <laughs> Does and get it was a horn pretty too? doggone good. Taylor Forrest. So... Uh, you know, they have that, uh, Aga stove and I actually knew what that was before Jimmy got one. I, Cause I, I know somebody who has one An Aga stove is basically, it's a stove that's heated at all times. It's constantly got fire in it. Right. But anyway, she made a pot rack to go above it. So here's Taylor in the shop welding together this pot rack. It was amazing. I'm excited that she's, uh, on, on the tubes, man. She's on the YouTubes. So yeah, congratulations, Taylor. And um, if anybody doesn't know already, go subscribe to Taylor Forrest. There will be a link in our show notes. Unlike Jimmy, who actually just said, go look for it. There's 15 different Taylor Forrest. We're going to leave a link because we know what we're doing here. We're professional, as you can tell from our bantering. Yeah. We are experts yeah. in the field. 
Actually, yeah. I'm relying on the young tech guy to do that because I would have no idea how to. Me live too. Away. He gets here in about 15 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, master <laughs> crafters. Crafters. That's what it is. Yeah, we're master something. Master <laughs> shift knob creators. Tim, what are you watching? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of uh, of balls. Uh, <laughs> we were not speaking about balls, Tim. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> uh, I was watching Pocket 83. Is oh, yeah. is uh? <laughs> I wanted to bring it back there because of the name, but he uh, uh he made a, a latch like a like a, a gate latch uh, that's out a, of a golf ball. Out of a golf ball. Did you see it? Yes, I, I didn't see the video. I just saw that. Uh, uh, I saw it a couple of days ago. It's I'm good sorry. One. Yeah, it's a golf yeah. ball and a piece of PVC pipe. He cut it like not quite in half, but like at about 110 instead of 90. And um, and so just a piece of PVC pipe just snaps onto this golf ball, and he just screwed it into either side of his gate door. Open your gate. Super simple, easy, quick, like door catch. That it's one handed. You know what I mean? You don't have to flip the latch up. And I just it's you like, know that's, what's cool about I love that? that. I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was some kind of a locking mechanism instead of a catch. I was thinking that when it closed, the ball would fall in and lock it somehow. Because uh, I just I just scanned it. I was going to go back and check it out. Well, yeah, you know I mean, what I'm it saying? It could work that way, too. It could work on the close. But it, he has a setup. He has a shed. And he wants to open the yeah, door. Yeah, it's, it's a pressure door. So you just boom right. and then open it. Right. Exactly. Like, it's just a, it's such a I, – I love stuff like that because it's like household stuff. He uses a little piece of scrap. PVC, we all have that. Golf ball, we all have a couple of those laying around, you know. It's you know just what? a brilliant idea. It's a weird thing. I don't know why it is, but at least in California, every airport has a golf course next to it, and ours is no different. So part of my job, literally, is going and picking up golf balls. And I, uh, bu- five-gallon cool. bucketfuls. Really? Th- yeah. That's interesting because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons. One is that you could sell those for like a buck a dozen. To you know, to people at the yeah. driving range, and then the other is is that you have. I like it when you have a, a product like a large quantity because then, like the nails that I made the hammer, you know, then you can, mm-hmm. you know, they, they leave the for art. It's like, oh, I can make a golf club out of golf. Go- yeah, exactly. When you have a lot of something, it's fun to. So you I know, would love to I, see you when I that. first started there. I worked a midnight shift, and what I would do is um, I would collect those golf balls, and I would have a golf club. And I'm working from after nine o'clock. The the FAA tower closes down, and I'm essentially there by myself at the airport, babysitting. So what I would do is I I would give those golf balls back to the golf course one <laughs> at a time. That's very generous of you. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That's uh, most of them actually made it over the fence. It was cool. Yeah, so you're not consuming them. You're actually producing something for future golfers. Yes, yes, exactly. What a tremendous giver backer you are. Backer, yeah, giver. Backer. I'm a giver backer. Giver backer. What do you want? Master bro? giver backer. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for that. Thank you for not taking the bait, Phil. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the t- never mind. Okay. You what are you watching? It. I'm watching a couple of grown men talk like 15-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am watching um, a channel called Clean Phil Wanted. And not only does he have the best name ever, um, but also the URL is hilarious. It's youtube.com slash user slash your mom's fake. 
which I thought was hilarious. I don't know. But um, I started watching his channel because, I don't know, you know, I always say this. Sometimes YouTube recommendations get it right, and they sort of just the algorithm finds the video that you wanted to see at that time or whatever. Anyway, so this guy, I watched a video called How to uh, Build a Wood, uh, sorry, How to Build a Sawtill Bench with Basic Hand Tools. So, you know, I like I like the back-to-basics, hand-tool-only stuff made with, like, pine and, I don't know, you know, like, just pine seems very honest, like, it's accessible to everybody, and hand-tools, again, are super accessible to everybody, and I love those kind of videos. And he's British, so he's very charming <laughs> in that way, you know? And there used to be a YouTuber back in the day that I used to watch uh, named Graham Hayden, who did all these fantastic videos, um... But he um, he pulled all of his videos offline. Uh, I think he had, like, some illness, and he didn't want to be part of the scene anymore whatsoever. I still never really understood, but we were talking on Facebook. Anyways, this guy kind of reminds me of him, so, you know, I, I really uh, I started watching some more of his stuff. And he works with Reclaim sometimes in some of his videos. Very talented guy. Great name. Clean Phil wanted. Check it out. Do you know what the reference to Clean Phil is, right? I don't. I don't. Oh, nice. this is cool. I can I can educate you again real quick. Clean Pardon. fill means um, when you do construction and you have to dig dirt away, clean fill is when you have to backfill it. It has to be clean. So like at the airport recently, we had to re- uh, redo the runway. So they dug up all this, you know, asphalt and concrete and all that. It's not clean. It's got a bunch of oil and tars in it. So it's got to be t- hauled away. That's not clean fill. You can't use that as clean fill. Uh-huh. You have to bring back in clean fill to put down your sub base and all that stuff before you can put the new overlay on top. There's a process by which they can actually clean that, but that's what clean fill means. Interesting. It's actually dirt. It has to be clean dirt. Well, so but it can be rock Look on Craigslist. Too. Yeah, it can. But look but on Craigslist. Clean, What's funny, yeah. you'll find free fill dirt, clean fill dirt on mm. Craigslist. Because people, like, they'll dig a hole for their swimming pool. They got all this dirt, and it actually has value. It's, it's a big it's, pile well, in your house. Not, it has value, but it's more that it's expensive for them to haul it away. So they want people to come pick it up for free. Right. Yeah. But the whole thing is it's got to be clean fill. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm tucking that away for later. It is, it's spelled F-I-L-L, though. It's not P-H-I-L. I will also mark that down. Thank you for that, Tim. Okay. Terrific. But that's why I love the name of this channel, because it's a play on the name Phil. I like that. Is it, like spelled P- we, is it spelled P-H-I-L? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see? Look how mature we're being right now, Phil. That's we're being wonderful. very clean. Yes. Hey. Hey, for the first time in, uh, let me see here, About an, hour. an hour and 21 mi- seconds. That's terrific. <laughs> we're being clean. That's, that's great. <laughs> Although I will take some of the blame for this episode. I think I did maybe, maybe I was the catalyst a little bit, teeny tiny little I bit. I think maybe it was all your fault. Maybe, maybe I'll just let you guys be my wife and tell me that it's all my fault. Um, here we go. I'm Our channels. Yeah. Uh, I've got the butt to go with it, too. I've oh. been going to the gym. Just what? Let that, just, just I just want everyone to let that sink in for a second. <laughs> you didn't get to see it, but I saw it. Bill really, he sat there in his chair and he sashayed his tuchus back and forth there. So, uh, <clears throat> now that I've got that mental image, on Instagram, Twitter, Whatever. and YouTube, I am Phil Pinsky. So check that out. There's always a link. 
WilliamLutz.com for all things that are William Lutz. Thank you. And one of the Justice things that's in WilliamLutz.com's is a link to um, your other channel thing. Oh, I forgot well, make, to say it. Oh, MakerTechReviews.com. Thank you Maker for that. MakerTechReviews. You're Check welcome. Check it out. Um, net. Thank you to Jason Payne. I'm correcting. I'm saying that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. Uh, for sure, we're going to get some feedback on this ridiculous episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can do that on Twitter, at Reclaimed Audio, or hit us up with a lengthy email, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, and let us know how silly we're being. Um, you or know, you could do that via iTunes review, Tim, yes. I'd also just like to apologize to Marcus Hoffman. He has a fantastic challenge that we're debuting here on our podcast, and we turned it into this horrible joke. But, but it will it be is, memorable. It will be memorable, and, it, and I am going to participate in the knob challenge, as I'm sure you two are as well. I, even before Absolutely. he mentioned it, I was going to participate. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I, we really do want everybody One else to do it as well. One of the most memorable commercials from my childhood uh, was this guy that used to, it was this overweight gentleman that sold furniture. It was Furniture USA, and it was always he starred every time, and he's dressed in a way too tight suit. He said, Hi, kids, in my bar, Furniture USA, blah, 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 blah. And it's memorable because it was awful. So. There you go. Marcus, you're welcome. There's our podcast. That's that's what we did. We we tanked this bad boy for you, Marcus. So memorable yep. because it's nothing's awful. too good for our Beat German down. friends. Yeah. Um iTunes reviews. They we've been getting a lot of them recently and they are tremendous. They really help. I think our numbers are going up. It'd be great if they were. Uh leave us one of those reviews. It takes very little time and we really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the best way to help us out. And something that I that I really don't talk about, but I should, is what you get for being a Patreon supporter. First of all, at any at any level, you get the podcast a day earlier than everybody else, sometimes two days earlier, actually mostly two days earlier. Um, and at $10, you get your name shouted out at the beginning. At $25, you get to talk to us once a month for half an hour, like it's a private thing. And who doesn't can, want that? Who doesn't want to talk to these three gooners for half an hour? And... At $75, you get to be on the show for an episode. So put that in your pipe. And wow, I guess I've been getting a deal at 20 bucks a pop, huh? You've been getting a <laughs> tremendous deal. So consider that a raise. Yeah, yeah, I knew I was getting a raise. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, you, you nailed it, buddy. You, like you just had to explain raise. it to me. Yeah. You just had to learn me. And, uh, and with that last bit of shenanigan foolery, uh, Have a great week, guys. Be good. Bye, everybody.